Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Baltimore sports fans of age of all ages, welcome to Section Three Three Six, Baltimore, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk, and welcome to Birdland Radio. Yeah. More importantly, welcome to the start of Birdland Radio. Yeah. I am your dearly stunning host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Bert Rode. Yeah, I noticed you're struggling a little more than usual. It's a, it's an early morning start for us. I, got, I tell you what, I got coffee instead of beer in front of me. That, me that's, too. That's a problem. I got beer outside that I won't hesitate to crack one open after this show. Yeah. What's the, what's the, the earliest we can start drinking here? The day before uh, opening day? Apparently that's, 11 a.m. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Classic. Well, <laughs> did, you, did you just come up with that yourself? That's I just good. made that up. That's good. Uh, we're also joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. You, do you think people are going to get tired of us? I mean, this is like our fourth hour this week i'll tell you what week. Hour, we did hour and a half tuesday two hours friday people getting sick of us i'm getting sick of you guys that's true. there is a lot of us time <laughs> true i just have one question before we start josh does chris davis have a gold glove uh yeah he is a <laughs> finalist a few years ago so he has a gold glove i'm sure he has a glove somewhere in his home that's the color gold mm-hmm. yeah well that's the closest he has to a gold glove for people who don't it, yes. know that this was a topic of contention when we hosted the Glenn Clark radio show yeah, on Friday there was morning. A lot of time. But I'm, I'm back to be in Section 36 Studios. Yes. I'm glad not to be driving over the Baltimore. No, no, no offense to people who live in Baltimore or Hamden. 
and it was it was and Glenn Clark was nice to have us on. But I'm back to be you, back. I'm you guys, to be back you guys missed the the fun. When I when I went back to the studios after lunch, they had all the floodgates up, blocking all the doors. Oh, you could see that uh, water rising. Yeah, the, the water Jones water Falls. Rises. Yeah, the Jones Falls. Yes, yeah, it's notorious. It, it it floods anytime there's a gigantic rainstorm. Which Friday we came pretty darn close to having a gigantic rainstorm. Yeah, we're I was lucky. waiting for it. We're lucky that when we did the podcast, our cars weren't. Yeah, I got river. out of there as soon as I was allowed to. I rolled out. I don't. I, I wasn't about was, to send my don't car think it was down that river. Bad. <laughs> I mean, I, I could use a new car, but not that way. I don't, I don't want it to go out that way. But we have this is Birdland Radio um, 2.0. Yeah. Right. Last yeah, year was yeah, 1.0. This is the second time we're doing it, so I'm calling it 2.0. Right. See how that works? Hopefully when that something means better. New, when something new and original comes out, do you start off calling it 1.0, knowing that there are, will be more, or is it just Birdland Radio, and now this is Birdland Radio 2.0? Yeah. And now can we backtrack? And Do you think when World War One happened, did they call it World War One? No, it was just the Great War, right? It was just the Great War, and then the second one happened. So they, oh, we got to call the first one. Yeah, yeah, the first one. I can't wait till the but, third one. But when things are scheduled to happen every year, it's normally you add the year at the end. So Birdland Radio 2017. Okay. Last year was Birdland Radio 2016. Yeah, but did we really think we would all be around another year? The question is exactly. That's why we're not promoting Birdland Radio three. Yeah. <laughs> we'll next see how year, the season next goes. year, Birdland Radio twenty eighteen wow. might just happen. Right in our own lives, we could be dead by then. So we're going to start off. Uh, we're of course going to eleven o'clock. We have a special guest that's coming online in a in a few minutes. I don't even want to say because I really don't believe it's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll see. Then at eleven o'clock, uh, we yeah. got Perch at the Yard. You don't think Lowell's going to come in? Uh, I, you know, Perch at the Yard. I got to talk to those boys uh, because I I still think it should be Perched at the Yards. <laughs> With an yards S. with an S. We, we've been over this. It's, Have we talked about this before? Uh, we've had the night at the yard discussion many, many times. Mm. But have we ever had the perch at the yards discussion? No. no I think it's the same discussion. <laughs> then at twelve o'clock, we have uh, backdoor sports coming on. I, I I do like the 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 I do like the audience in the other room laughing. I I don't have a good angle at the audience. They're to my right. back. I just so like to look and they smile. Can point and laugh at me. <laughs> And then at 1 o'clock, we got BaltimoreBaseball.com. That's Adam Pohl, right? Adam Pohl, and he's going to have Dan Connolly on with him. Oh, nice. Okay, nice. Is Dan Connolly coming in studio? A little bit of credibility to him. I, don't, I, I don't know. All right, I don't care. Bird at 2 Radio. o'clock, we have the OBP podcast. OBP. You know, I didn't know they still have a podcast. They, they do. It's yearly. <laughs> Only at Birdland Radio. Radio. Every year. <laughs> Good for them. And then 3 o'clock, we have Orioles Uncensored. We'll see who comes in because they have a rotating crew, I think, over there at Orioles Uncensored. So I'm curious to see who comes in. We got a lot of repeat yeah. guys from, from last year, too. Purse the Yard was here last it's year. It's a good mix of repeat OBP and was new. here last year. Orioles Uncensored. Backdoor Sports is new. BaltimoreBaseball.com is new. Uh, Utah Street Report. Derek Arnold will be Coming here four. at 4 o'clock. He was here last year. On the backdoor sports gets two time slots. How does that, how yeah. does that work? Who did they have to uh, butter you know, up? <laughs> <laughs> to well, uh, get that two time slots. Good for them. Bird, Bird's Eye View decided to uh, go to war with us. Oh. oh no! No, they gave they sent a, a nice tweet out this no, morning. No, I know. I'm just they kidding. They, they just couldn't like, make it. They yeah. just couldn't, schedules didn't work. Well, they're, they're too busy planning for their pitch FX or whatever you call it. Is yeah. Thing? Uh, pitch talks. Pitch talks. Yeah, them and Dan Clark. Which is so what are you saying? Cool. This this uh, Monday night wars between <laughs> Dan Clark. Shut up. Us yeah. and, <laughs> are you saying this Monday night wars between us and Bird's Eye View is uh, kayfob as they say? I don't know, kayfob. Isn't that what a wrestling What's thing? Like fake. Uh-oh. Like wrestling is, Uh-oh. yeah, but I don't think kayfob's the term. I think it is. Fake is a term, but they're the heel, right? Yes, and we're the, yeah. yeah, they're the heel. Yeah, uh, and then seven o'clock, Oral Spastics is back. Apparently, we'll see if they show. They're one of the original podcasts. 
This is back in the day, Section 336. We, it was us, and it was like maybe four or five, including us, podcasts. Bird's Eye View, Oriole Spastics. Uh, be Morons. And Baltimore Sports Report. Baltimore, and that was it. That was it. And now uh, everybody and their mother has one. And I think the cool thing about this in Berlin Radio is is all of us are just kind of uh, fans, right? Who just started podcasts. We're not like full time media guys. No, no. There's no, uh, there's no former Red Sox fans here today. <laughs> yeah, and that's what podcasts should be about. I know there are some radio guys who do the radio and then they go home and do a podcast, which I don't really understand. Mm-hmm. That like. I guess you just like to. You can get away with a little more on a podcast than you can on the radio. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, or is it? But still, if you're working radio, isn't it? Then you're doing more work at home. Taking your homework home. But but we're 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 going on all day to get you ready for tomorrow opening day. And I was on my way here. I turned on one five seven. You know, get me pumped up with some. They were talking draft, right? They were talking uh, real estate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good show. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday morning. Uh, That's that's right. It's Sunday morning. I was a little disappointed, but that's all right because we got you here at Birdland Radio, so you can follow all day long on Facebook. Uh, what is at section three six on Facebook? Yeah, and all the shows will be sharing it on their Facebook pages. Go like all their pages. Go subscribe to all of them. It's also on BirdlandRadio.com. Is the video and the audio? Yeah, nice. By the way, of course, if you're hearing this, you know where it's at. In professional wrestling, kayfob is the portrayal of staged events within the industry as real or true. Specifically, the portrayal of competition, rivalries, and relationships between participants as being genuine and not staged or predetermined nature of any kind. Thanks, Bert. I'm just saying, right. is that what's happening with us in Bird's Eye View? Sure. Or is this real? I don't know. I don't know. See, it's it's not, so real to me. <laughs> it gets complicated, right? Yeah, because right. at some point it was it was fake, but then it got real. And so yeah. now is it back to being fake again or know. is it still real? I don't know. It's hard to follow. We'll have to see what they Tune say. Tune in Monday night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I believe we're all taking Monday night off. Were you guys uh, surprised by any of the final roster moves? Um, and it, I'm, I don't say you weren't surprised by Trey Mancini. Well, we were because you guys. I was on here saying Trey Mancini would make the team. And yeah. You said no. Well, I, again, I still think there, there's 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 extra bats and bench slots because of the pitching right. issues. I would agree with that. So you don't when we when we were, we were projecting our roster, we didn't project seven outfielders to be on the roster. We didn't project they'd only take we three have starting pitchers now? to open yes. day. I, I think we have three first basemen. I don't know about seven outfielders though. No, Trey Mancini's listed as an outfielder. Really? Since when? Mark Trombo's listed as an outfielder. Let me check the Orioles. Uh, Orioles. I don't know. I, I doubt that's true. Because before, Trey Mancini was listed only as a DH. He wasn't even listed as a first baseman. Yeah, he's got the old idea. Uh, yeah. how, how long? Pedro how many, Alvarez position. How many games do you think Trey Mancini plays in the majors this year? Before he's sent back down? Uh, you think when Miley, if, if when Miley bat, gets sent down, do you think he goes down? It all I dep- mean, when Miley gets caught off the DL, do you think he gets sent down? It all depends. If his bat is the way it was at spring training... How, you can't send that guy down, right? Yeah, but he has to swing but, the bat. Yeah, and he's going to have to actually play. Right. Yeah, that's the question. He's going to get enough playing time right. to, to prove himself. Oh, sorry. It's still early. What? That's the question you asked me? No, it's just how much playing well, time will he, get, will he, he hang out there? You have to swing the bat, right? right? Your bat can be hot as can be on the bench. You have sure. to swing it. Yeah. And then you kind of said, I said in a more clever way, but you repeated me <laughs> in a more yeah. blunt and straightforward way. And that, I, I'm only a quarter of the way done my coffee. Give me a I break. I mean, I think it, that's... What's going to be interesting for the first two weeks is is how much Trey gets in, Gentry, Rickert, how much they put these guys in who are all guys that could be sent down for Wade. Well, Wade Miley, you'll probably clear up a bullpen arm. Uh, but then you still need to clear someone for Tillman. I think Miley theory. could clear a bench, uh, a, bench a, slot. a bench slot. But it'd be interesting to see. 
because um, the Orioles have a lot of they 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 can juggle a lot. And I'm curious to see if if who's the first bench guy to go? Is it going to be Rickard? Is it going to be Mancini or Gentry? Or Gentry. Um, Ooh, Gentry's an interesting because he'd have to clear waivers, right? So I don't. And think someone's going to grab him because Rickard and Mancini can both go without clearing waivers. Exactly. They both have options. Exactly. But we're kind of worried about winning now. So if there's a big difference. Yeah. Are you guys surprised they didn't keep Andre Tavares? No. Haven't we had this discussion? Well, just there's where a, do you cut there's draw a the line? outfielders. Seven outfielders or eight outfielders. And you had to make room for Ryan Ripken. But but why wouldn't you just send down Rickard, who has options, instead of sending Tavares, who you took from Red Sox? Now you give him back to the Red Sox. He's faster than Rickard. He's, he had like seven solo base in spring training. Yeah. If he, you're just going to use him as a defensive replacement and a pinch runner, that's all Rickard c- could be essentially. So why not keep him up here? I was surprised they didn't at least keep him for two weeks. At least or until Miley. Yeah, but other than if you're going to keep him for two weeks, what's the point? You're just holding up a roster spot if you're just going to get rid of him in two weeks. But Why hold up that roster spot for two weeks? Because, well, you would then clear that up in two weeks. Because you would keep him uh, out of the Red Sox organization. You'd give another chance to more time to make a decision on him. Yeah. Well, they still have Anthony Santander, which... He he seems to be doing the Joey Rickard thing where it just disappears for a while. Yeah, the DL. Yeah, yeah so so we'll see when and if he pops up. Right. Uh, but he's 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 a guy. I I mean Tavares was at least a double A guy. I mean Tavares is a single A guy. I think he's like twenty two or yeah, something. Yeah, that's a big jump. He's, yeah, he's a younger kid, so he's much more I think based on potential. Not really, he really can't contribute right now. So I'd be curious to see right uh, what they do with him. Uh, overall, after spring training, look, are you guys happy with where the Orioles sit right now? I know Tillman's injury is concerned. I mean, that, that's really that, the only concern, right? Yeah. Wade Miley's a cough, so right. he'll, he'll still fine. make his first start. It's Buck and Duquette being funny with the ten day. Yeah. yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I would say Tillman's the only thing. If he if he was one hundred percent and started on opening day like he should have been, I would have no qualms whatsoever. Other than that, I'm I'm content. And I'm a lot content. of guys, a lot of guys had good springs. All right, we, we're gonna Ding have dong. we're gonna have a guest on the show. Yep. Ding uh, yeah, he, he, he the, the, the problem line. the problem is he's calling my cell phone instead of the studio line. Okay. Well, you get that straightened out in just a sec. We're gonna have a, a guest in studio that I think the listeners will be excited to hear from. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to. It's a second time guest, I believe. Yeah. To the show, somebody who. Uh, May or may not have made the opening day roster. <laughs> right, right. I think, we, I, I think we could say he made the opening day roster. He made the opening day roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're talking. We're, we're to allowed him. to say that. I mean, I don't know if we were teasing the listeners. Now they've narrowed it down to twenty-five guys. Yeah, we're now twenty-five. <laughs> so it it's not Buck Showalter. <laughs> I'll tell you, that and it's much. not Chris Tillman because he didn't make the opening twenty-five. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. No Wade, no Wade Miley. Yeah. All right, and here we go. Hello, this is section 336. Oh, hey, this is uh, Trey Mancini calling. Hey, Trey. Hey, Trey. Trey, it's great to talk to you, man. First of all, congrats on making the Open Day Day roster. That's so cool, man. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and that's... Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's... And, and I think a lot of Oriole fans are excited for you. We're all kind of rooting for you. Um, how, how, What was that like? When did you find out? How did you find out that, that you made the Open Day roster? So it was after our last game of uh, spring training against the Tigers, we went into the locker room and uh, Wayne Kirby told me to go in to the coaches, uh, the coaches locker room. So I went in there and they were all sitting there and, and they asked me how I thought my spring went and uh, if 
if I thought I did well enough to make the team, and I said, yeah, I, I think I did, and then they said, yeah, you did, and like, congrats, you made it. So it was, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was really cool, and um, something I'll never forget for sure. Yeah, and you did. I mean, you had a killer spring training. So I'm sure from from your standpoint, and I was arguing, you know, for weeks that you should make the team because Buck's all about if you if you play well and take advantage of the chance, then you will get that opportunity. And you had an opportunity in spring training to prove yourself, and you played really well, and you earned that spot in that club. So yeah, congrats! It's just awesome. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, and and yeah, you're right. It's uh, I've been told from the time I got drafted by the Orioles that if you hit, if you play well, if you you do the things we want you to do we can find a spot for you and that's absolutely come to fruition and i, I bought into that early and and uh, you know definitely believed it and, and it was right well out besides of course the gigantic part of making the roster what made this spring uh different compared to how you went into previous springs uh, I'd say last year i came in as a non-roster invitee having been to double a i kind of came in um you know, a little nervous, trying to prove too much. I think I was, I was going a hundred miles an hour at everything, wanting to impress everybody. And I, I, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too happy last spring training with how I kind of handled that. And, uh, you know, I was a little like nervous and just kind of jumpy all even in the field. And, and this year I totally calmed down and being up in September had helped that. And you know, the more you play baseball, the more experience you get, the more you, learn how to deal with the, like the high pressure situations because that's what it was going into spring training and and I just really tried to calm myself down and take it day by day and if I had a bad game I did a really good job of not freaking out not you know getting down on myself I just knew I could come back the next day and have a good game and and that ended up working at the end at the end of spring training I looked up and and was happy with with everything I did yeah and you're and you're a relatively new player I mean uh to the Orioles roster. I know you, you came up September last year, uh, but 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 you are kind of a new guy to the Major League roster. Have the other players, the veterans, have they treated you okay, Trey? Because if they mess with you, Trey, you just let me know, and I'll complain about it. I can't do anything about it, but I'll complain about it. <laughs> no, they're awesome. Uh, I can't can't imagine a better group of guys, you know, to have as your veteran core as uh, as this team has. So I've you know even last year when I was a non-roster invitee. They, they were great to me and treated me like I was on the team. And that, that helps when you're, you're a young guy um, trying to make his way to the majors. And, and when you get there, it's having a group like that and you feel comfortable. So it's uh, been, been nothing but, but great to play with all of them and, and share a locker room with them. Yeah. When we had you on here last time, I, I threw out the threw out the question about playing in the outfield, and you said you were comfortable playing in the outfield, and now you are playing in the outfield. Um, I, I have a couple questions with that. One, like, what is your comfortability now with playing a right field? And B, did the Orioles organization give credit to Section 336 for throwing out the idea of you playing in the outfield? Yeah. Did we get proper credit there? Yeah, I do, I do remember you guys throwing that out there then. Um, but, yeah, I feel really comfortable out there. I do. I It was a pretty quick, you know, transition, I guess you would say. But I had two of the best instructors I can think of with, in Wayne Kirby and Brady Anderson out there with me every other day. Um, you know, when I wasn't starting the home games or at pretty much every every day almost, I would do something uh, with outfield work. And, and I feel really comfortable. And it's all about relaxing and, and thinking – that you know you're really good out there and and you have to kind of have a little like cocky 
swaggered you almost uh, in the outfield, I feel like, and, and I've kind of tried to do that and relax and not, not be too jumpy, kind of like I was talking about earlier. But, yeah, I feel really good about it. All right, sweet. Yeah, and, and have you heard from, like, has Buck informed you what your role will be? Do you expect to play more DH or, or more right field with the Major League Club? No, I haven't I haven't had a meeting about that, but um, and I'm not exactly expecting to. At, at this level, you just you just go where you the line up, and then you see where you're at, and you're, you're ready to go. Yeah. So um, I'm prepared for whatever my role will be. Um, I know there's a few different possibilities, but, yeah, I'm definitely ready to go. Yeah, how how do they down in Sarasota help you be prepared for the right field at Camden Yards, which is a little different with the out of town scoreboard? Yeah, we have one of our backfields. Uh, field four is like that. It's one of the side fields at, at the Ed Smith Stadium complex. The dimensions are exactly like Camden Yards. So you uh, MVP a lot when I go out to right field. Um, you just kind of read like balls that will go off the wall and stuff. Like when you should kind of you know, play it off the wall or maybe try to make a catch against the wall. And, and that helps a lot, uh, just having that field there. And I know it's a little different. We have a workout at the stadium today, and I'm expecting a lot of work out there, um, you know, to get used to the ball because it's a little different than our, our stadium is in, in Sarasota. Yeah, it's a shame, though, that David Ortiz isn't playing for Boston anymore because that would be for a right fielder. That's a guaranteed assist with throwing him out of second base at least three times a season. <laughs> so it's a shame he's not playing anymore. Uh, but, but Trey, uh, I want to ask you this question. Uh, just an honest response here. Who, who's a better outfielder, uh, you uh, or Trumbo? No, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I can't. But, no, Mark's been out there a lot longer than I have, and he looks really good out there. So I'm not. I'm definitely not. I would not say that I'm better than him. If it <laughs> uh, you know, I give him the credit there, but no, that's uh, you know, I'd say we both both can play pretty decently out there. And and Mark did when, in the games he was out there looks really good. So um, you know, he's a good guy to kind of learn some stuff from. And I've talked to him a little bit about outfield as well. Now, now last year. Baltimore fell in love with you because you came up and made an immediate impact. So I'm sure there's going to be a nice, loud cheer for you as you're running down that orange carpet. But the other person Baltimore fell in love with is your mom. Will your mom be there at opening day for you? Good question, good question. Yeah, I think she's going to be, yeah, yeah, she will be. Can, can so, she uh, run yeah, down the orange carpet? She's coming, up just for, she's coming up just for the opening day game because um, my younger sister's in college and they have a uh, – I think it's like Junior Mom's weekend or something. So she's going to be up for that the rest of the week and weekend. But yeah, she's coming up to Camden for the first game. That awesome. that's cool. And we are joined here on Section Three Thirty Six by Trey Mancini. Now, now, Trey, is is your mom the type of mother that if Buck Showalter doesn't play you like the first two games, <laughs> is she going to be screaming from the from the uh, from the, <laughs> no. from the stands at Buck? No, <laughs> certainly not. No, she's not. Uh, yeah, she's definitely not like that too much. She just kind of you know goes to the games and always supports me, but. Um, she knows that there's, you know, there's other bosses uh, in in baseball that kind of make those decisions. So after after I play for twenty plus years of baseball, I kind of learned to uh, <laughs> let the coaches do their thing as a parent. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that that, that that's, a, that's a good thing. Now you now with this lineup, it's kind of a fun. It, they got some weird things about this lineup in that. There's a lot of there's a couple outfitters who are left-handed who 
tend to only play against right-handed pitchers. So it sounds like there's going to be a good opportunity for pinch hitting late in games when a lefty comes in. Um, how comfortable have you have an experienced pinch hitting? And how how comfortable are you as a pinch hitter? Do you think? Uh, I'm actually very comfortable as a pinch hitter. It's something that I've gotten a lot better at. It's something I I would say when I got drafted and early in my minor league career, I did not love it because uh, I was so used to playing every day. But I think I had I had one or two pinch hit appearances when I came up in September, and uh, in spring training this year, uh, Scott Coolball, the hitting coach, I had a talk with him, and he said, "Come into whenever you come into the late game, so the home games that I wouldn't start a lot of the time, you come into the seventh inning and we'll get one at bat." And he said, treat that like you're pinch hitting in a close game in the regular season. That's, you know, no matter what the situation is in the spring training game, you got to go in with that mentality to prepare yourself mentally because there's going to be a lot of situations this year where I'm going to pinch hit. I uh, I know that. So yeah. it's something that I will, it's something you have to work out and something that I have worked out and I feel really good doing yeah. it. Well, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, Trey Mancini, we thank you for for jo- for joining us for a few minutes. It's such it's so great to talk to you twice, and we really appreciate it. And uh, just uh, we're rooting for you here. All Berlin is rooting for you. We're so excited for you, man. And good luck this season. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Trey. Right, see you. Good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, there you go. You didn't believe it. Yeah. How cool is Trey? Can we he's just great. Say, how cool is Trey? He, he's again. We keep talking about how there's got some guys that are just easy to easy to root for. Yeah, yeah, and totally. He's totally easy to root yeah, for. Yeah, he's. I know he's done stuff with Eric from Barstool Sports, and he's he's just a likable guy. And he's. I mean, there, there's not many players. For, he's making his first appearance in, in on the opening day roster. Right. Um, this is the day before opening day. Yep. To 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 call at ten thirty a.m. to some right. on a Sunday some morning. random podcast. Be- well, before a workout to play right field in a stadium. Year, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but, in fairness, to uh, I right. think technically this is our fifth year. Yeah. We're going into our fifth year. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah, it's the second time we've had him on the show. Uh, and just like you said when you interview him, it, it's easy to cheer for him. Young yeah. guy had a huge impact when he showed up last September. Um, what hit a home run in th- his first three games. I yeah. think it was like four out of five or something, something like that. that. It was yeah, something yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he might, not, he might not be in the lineup on opening day, but he's going to get introduced with the rest of the opening day roster. You might see a late inning substitution pinch hit or, you know, outfielder swap or something, which Buck is notorious for doing. Um, and it's cool that he took a few minutes Sunday morning to call and, Section and, 336, Birdland Radio. And, and Buck's the type of manager who he, like, understands that type of stuff. So where – if. If the Orioles get the, a good lead or something, he, he, I can totally see him trying to find a way to get Trey into the game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and Buck he makes a point of that at the beginning of the season of getting all the players in that first week. Yeah. So I think so we we're can, gonna see a little yeah, bit of Trey. Yeah. And I don't know how they're gonna work that with Gentry and Rickard and and Mancini and Trumbo. How they're gonna work that outfield or DH position? It's gonna be curious to see. Like it. it is, are, are you going to choose offense and put Trumbo as the everyday right fielder against left-handed bats and put Trey as the DH? Right. Which, okay, you're sacrificing defense, but you're saying our offense is... Yeah, you're putting in bats that are going to make up for it, yeah. you're saying. Or do you do the Gentry and Rickard and Trumbo at DH, which means Mancini doesn't play, but your defense right. is a little bit better. Right. That's the decision that Buck's going to have to and make. I, and I think also with all these outfielders, and especially with Rickard and Gentry on the team, I think you're going to see Adam Jones maybe get a day off once in a while. Which we ha- we're not used to in Baltimore, um, I think, and cl- clearly Kim's going to be platoon, so they're going to have room over there for the outfielder. So 
They're going to make it work. Yeah. In the, uh, I don't want to get too in the line of construction because I think that's kind of ner- nerd talk. Um, but it's Kim batting eighth at the at the we, Norfolk at game. Norfolk game, and people are saying that could mirror the opening day line. A lot of nerds are unhappy that Kim is batting so low. A lot of nerds, a lot of Oriole <laughs> fans, uh, especially the same rhetoricians, are unhappy that that Kim's batting so low. Uh, are you guys okay with Kim batting eighth? I mean, he's he's one of the only guys in the team with a decent on base percentage, right? Yeah. So he should be up. I I am upset with this. I uh, see. It may again, furious again. I look at the fact that. It's Norfolk. It's not a real game. Bucks constructing that lineup, not what Monday might look look like, but more who so, needs the bats. So where do you think? I think Kim's okay at eighth. Where at bat eighth? Where where do you think Kim should bat? Two. I I don't like. Here's I, the problem with two. If Seth Smith is leading off, which I like Seth Smith, right, leading I like off, Seth Smith. That means lefty lefty. I gotta find this line. Right. one two. Norfolk. It's right here. Yeah, and, and there we go. I, I, you know what. All I am. I don't is, want lefty left. I'm just happy off. that Adam Jones is not number one. I like. I like. Adam, I don't like Adam Jones as the leadoff hitter. I like. I don't. I don't even really like him in number two. I, I like prefer, him in the four hole. I, I would like him three. Machado two. Well, yeah, I like Machado three. Jones four. Okay. But again, and you who got, would you put two? Uh, I I would do Seth Smith, Hansu Kim. Even though it's lefty lefty. Yeah, because they they take pitches, and I would. I want my. I want. Adam Jones, Manny Machado to have the chance to see some pitches before they get up there. For once, it'd be nice to uh, have the opposing pitcher throw more than 15 pitches in the first inning. Yeah. Sometimes it's like nine. Now, <laughs> that's why Joey Rickert needs to lead off. He was always great. I, at I love Joey at Rickert. I love Joey leading off for that instance. But no, uh, you can just say that I love Joey Rickert. I do love <laughs> Joey Rickert. Um, but uh, Adam, Adam Jones did show a little bit of patience. At the World Baseball Classic, so maybe that can stop. That maybe means, that can that translate. That means nothing. That means nothing. But it means more than the Norfolk game. I don't know. I mean, you are who you are. He's what thirty-two. I know. You are who you are at that point. Can't teach an old baseball player new tricks. Yeah. No. Right. So opening day, you 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 boys are planning on going opening day. You're not going. No, I'm not going. Yeah. Because you took off on Friday? Because took off on Friday. Yeah. Can't take off on Monday, Well, too? and I found out um, you know, there's a, a bit the, of a... The baby stuff. The baby stuff. I thought there was a separate category called paternity leave. Right. Where I could get off whatever week or two weeks. <laughs> where? In what, on what Apparently, planet? Apparently, in the United States, <laughs> there's no such thing as paternity leave. No, not unless you got like a, a boss who's like into his feminine side, I guess. Okay, it's a... I don't know why I got to be into your feminine side to support paternity leave. I just saying it's how about how about supporting a man being connecting with his son in a country where we have broken families everywhere. What's wrong hey, with I, setting aside some time? I could agree for with a that. Father to bond with his son. I could agree with that, but at the same time, it, it is a country where men are expected to work. I, I'm with Bert on this, but I'll just be quiet. <laughs> it's I, like what's his name? What, the guy on the Mets called a lot of crap. David something. David Wright. Yeah, uh, because he took pater- he missed opening day for paternity right. leave. Yes, that's essentially right. what you're doing. Well, well, yeah. it's <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. No, but, but the see, baby's not here yet, right? But see, you, I have the you are just like a, you're a baseball player. You have a set schedule, and then you have a couple months off. As a teacher, you need to know and prepare this that you cannot give birth until the summer. No, I prepared it purposely so I can miss time off school. Yeah, no, that's uh. smart. Uh, but no, because since there's no paternity leave, I got to use my personal days for the baby. You know, right. you know, like that's true. like a real job, like a non-government job. Everyone does this. That's Not, how. That's he how is nowhere else in the world. He's essentially it, everyone. A government everyone job. in the U.S. does this. Yeah, it's, it's outrageous. 
what do you think I did when all three of my kids were born? I take a week off, use vacation time, Both save of, vacation time. Uh, my two youngest kids were born in tax season, so I was in the hospital. I was in a taxi. No, <laughs> during tax season, so I was doing tax returns bedside while my wife is having a baby. Right. I had my work with when, me. When, I took my work to the hospital. Well, maybe I could Skype into my classroom and teach from the hospital. <laughs> yeah. When when Brooke was born, I took... This is biology class, boys and girls. Right. I, <laughs> I took two weeks off because she was in the hospital, but then I would drive to the hospital every day after work because it's real life. I have to work. Anyway, I won't be at opening day. Okay. Now, and I understand. <laughs> you do. You have to save your personal time yes. for... Uh, for, when the baby comes. For the baby. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I guess Matt or Josh and I can Besides. appreciate that you took the day off to come to Bert to uh, yeah, I, I but you'll, Glenn Clark. You'll be there Saturday. Yeah. Huh? Saturday you'll be there. Next Saturday. Yeah. Right? You're going to yeah. go see Yankees. It's four a 4 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, 4 or 5 game. Yeah. I'll Ooh, be there. I might I be a little that. late. I thought it was 7. All right, 4 o'clock. It's a 4 o'clock game. Had, that's stupid Fox. That's a Fox rule, right? I wish it was just a night game. Are you guys bringing it's your probably pon- not even on Fox. Are you guys bring your, your ponchos for tomorrow? You guys could be there for like 10 hours. Are you guys concerned about that? Uh, if it's raining, I'm not going. I'm not putting up with that bull crap. <laughs> from last, last year was garbage. Are you serious right now? Last year was. <laughs> last year was the worst. I would say it's one of the worst days of my life. Let's play. Let's. What was it? An, an inning or two innings? Chris Toman striking everybody. Yeah. And then, and then let's take a couple slinging. hours off. And then let's take a couple hours off. Exactly. Yeah. That was the problem. And I remember just wandering around, and that's when they, they we could still get into the club level. And now yeah. they changed that orange carpet club level crap. I'm no, going to try it again. but I hung out for like an hour, maybe two, and I, I can't stay there till 7 o'clock at night for a 3 o'clock game. Or no, the game didn't even pick back up until close to 7 o'clock. Right, yeah. So then I'd be yeah. there, and it was, what, the second inning? Yeah. yeah forget it. So I, I I'm really, I really hoping the weather is nice tomorrow. At least dry. I don't care if it's cloudy. I don't All care right. if it's cold. Just stay dry. Well, we'll hold off on the weather talk for now because we have a guest co- that's coming on soon, right? Yeah, Talk just a few weather. minutes. All right. So we'll, we're going to get a weather breakdown for you boys uh, and girls in just a few minutes. I'm, all day today, Stuart's going to be talking about opening day. But uh, we, yes. we're facing Estrada. Estrada's played really well against the Orioles. Yeah. Yes. You concerned about that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I'm concerned about every Blue Jays starter because they're all good. Yes. Yeah. And then the Red Sox come to town, and every one of their starters are good. At least we only have two games against the Blue Jays. It's kind of weird we're starting with a two-game series. Or actually, it's the Yankees come to town next. Yeah, uh, it's, it's but Blue Jays. Then we go to Boston. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. First. It's going to be – I mean, we, the AL East is good. And oh, it's yeah. Gonna be, it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be Competitive. Close. It's going to be competitive. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to run away with it. It's so gonna, it has to be competitive. Right. It's going to be competitive. Hopefully, we're included in the competitiveness. Yes. Hey, I saw the um, 538. Are you aware of this? The the site, 538.com? No. They, they yeah, do that's all the, the projections. That's projections, yeah. For everything in life. They're infamous for getting Brexit wrong, for getting uh, the election of President Trump wrong. Right. And whatever. But, but, they, but, but they also get a lot of stuff, stuff they right. they do okay. Yeah, they also get a lot of stuff right. Um, they have the Orioles have a worse chance of making the playoffs than the Marlins, than the Angels, than the Yankees and the Rays, than the Tigers. They have them having a better chance to make the playoffs than, than the Orioles. And then I was like, well, that's, I mean, the record, they have them uh, finishing with a record of 78 and 84 with a 2% chance of winning, of going to the World Series, which I say, hey, there's a chance. There's that's a what chance. I'm talking about. But and then I was reading how they come up with their formula. Do you know how they, they, they come up with it? No, go ahead. Well, it's partly based on the performance last year. And then it's a combination of fan graphs, baseball prospectus. Oh, everyone else. And another crap. site. Yeah. So they're just kind of combining everyone else's hatred for the Orioles. Sure. And making it their own. 
so 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 good for 538 for stealing everybody else's hatred and and maybe i think that's what everybody does now i think maybe baseball perspective does it then everyone else just copies them right Right. That's. I mean, sure, but that's of course. I mean, Sports Illustrated and USA Today—they're not doing their own sabermetrics. Right. They're they're asking their reporters, and their reporters are going to fan graphs and saying, "Okay, yeah." Or maybe well, the numbers at the are the numbers. And, or right, you can't change the numbers. And they'll the adjust num- it a little bit. If the and, numbers are projecting seventy-eight wins. Right, but there's a formula that each of those sites use to come up with that win total. Right. Right, and you're assuming that that, however they do it, is flawless, which is clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big assumption. <laughs> you just gotta assume they're flawless, right? Which they're clearly they're not. Well, nobody, right. nobody is flawless, right? But and these sites have been proven wrong over and over again. Whether it's the Orioles, so, the Royals, so, so get a better the Cubs. formula. Whether that's finding a way to quantify a manager, or or follow, you, you do you know what you, you need to have? You need to have a bromance factor. Where is the scope Machado bromance factor? We we covered that on. How the, does that register, Glenn Clark? Um, you guys. Accepting the fact that the Cubs going in are the best team in baseball. Yes. Still. Yes. Right. They it's done. The team hasn't really changed since last year. We're just tr- they lost Fowler. Right. And we just got to figure out who's going to play them the World Series in the American League. Right. That's all we're doing. Right. You can park them in. They're playing in October. They're playing. They're representing the NL. They're playing in November because that's how baseball rolls. But we just got to find out who's going to play them. I yeah. hope the Orioles. Outside play of them. the AL East, the Indians are going to be good this year. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. It's the Indians and the AL East, right? Is anyone else? I mean, I, I mean, P- the, the Mariners every year people say are going to be and pretty the, good. The Astros people make an argument for right. sure. Um, Texas Rangers seem to be someone who's intriguing. Their their young team, uh, but but all these teams you're naming, it's because of their pitching, and the Orioles don't go that way. Yeah, the Orioles it's because of everything except their pitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at it in the AL East, uh, who has the? You think the Orioles had the best offense? Probably. Offense, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Best bats. Yeah. The biggest threat that anybody one through nine is going to hit it out of the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. There. I mean, there, it, it depends a little bit on there's some unknowns with the Red Sox as far as so many young young players like Bogarts and Betts and Bradley Jr. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Ben Attendee and how much they'll develop and how good they'll be is a question mark. By the way, is Sando, Pablo Sandoval back on their roster? Like, yes. He's going to start opening yes. day and he's everything? He's been playing third base. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, you got to worry about those guys. Yeah, I mean, the, the Rays, um, I'm sorry, the Blue Jays took, they had a blow by losing Edwin Encarnacion, yeah. who went the Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, they got most everybody else back. But I, I'll take the Orioles lineup against theirs. Now, their start rotations is better. We play six of our first 11 games against the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, and we always have two against the Blue Jays. Three against the Yankees, two against Boston, then four against the Blue Jays. That's our first two yeah. weeks of the season. So real quick, after two weeks, we'll have a good idea where we oh, yeah. stand, right? How how bad does it have to be when you just throw in the towel for the rest of the season <laughs> in two weeks? You can't throw you can't throw in the towel for two weeks, but <laughs> that's a huge test. In two I don't know weeks. if they go like uh, three and ten, I might be throwing in the towel after the first yeah, two well, weeks. I'm, I'm rooting for a seven and zero like last year. Hey, I love that. How about that? that uh, no complaints. That, that'd be a huge way to start uh, when it's all AL East. It's going to be fun, though. Is, to, and uh, the, the action kicks off today, right? The Yankees and Rays play yep. today, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, I believe Sunday there's night a game baseball. in Chicago. And, uh, and Chicago plays, too. Yeah. But the weather isn't that great in Chicago, based on what I saw. Good morning. No, that's going morning. to be fun for handing out those rings. And I believe the Mets play tonight. Is, no, they, that, they're tomorrow. There is one other game, I believe. There are three games to kick off the season. Yeah, you know, we should know we, these things. If there's, if there's only a way to figure that out. Oh, well, I guess we'll never oh, know. Oh, well. <laughs>
Scores tonight. Yankees and Rays, Giants and D-backs, Cubs and Cardinals. What time's the first game start? 1 p.m. Yankees at Tampa. Cool. Well, we'll put that on. Chris Archer versus Tanaka. What time, nice. what time are you guys heading to, to open a day? What's, what's your plan ah, for tomorrow? Good question. I'm going to breakfast with some friends at 7 a.m., and then I'll go to work for a couple hours, and then I'll head down. So uh, I'll probably leave around noon. Oh, but you're going to work for a few hours? Yeah. It's oh, tax wow. season, son. All right. All right. Josh, you taking the whole day off? Uh, I have it off, but I also do this nice thing where I make my own hours and work at home when I want. So I'm thinking about working a few hours in the morning. So then it doesn't hit me as much taking Friday and Monday off. I would do that if it wasn't so. for tax season. But yeah. It is what it is. Especially after uh, Glenn and Birdland Radio. I'm worn out by tomorrow. Seriously. Yeah. I'm kind of sick of the Orioles at this point. I'm sick of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Season hasn't started yet. And I'm just glad we get to talk about some uh, regular baseball. But before we do that, how about we check on the weather? Oh, boy. Hello. We're now joined by Lowell Melser of WBAL. Hey, Lowell. Good morning. We're doing well. So we've been hearing all week that there's supposed to be rain tomorrow. So we needed to make sure that the day before we, we get a, a real weatherman on instead of all this these apps. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, that's scary. All right, so that means they can play. So take take a sweatshirt, and it'll be better than last year's. I can okay. deal with that. And you said winds coming out of the what the, the the southeast. I don't know how Camden Yards is situated. Does does that mean balls? Uh, is that a better chance of home runs or or do, do do you know how that works as far as the setup of Camden Yards? Right field is north, I believe. I. I'm not, I'm not sure. That'd be, that'd be, you, you know, they, they, they should make computers that can tell you that type of stuff. <laughs> exactly. exactly.
Oh no, that's not good. Well, that's our whole plan. Yeah, it's spoiled yeah. now. It's all. <laughs> that's all we got. Just take a compass. All right. All right. We'll t- we'll we'll take a compass. But it, but it does sound like at least that's got to be good for like pickles pub and stuff. That there's going to be and that's going to be dry, so people can come and hang out and enjoy uh, a little pregame action before going in. If if Oriole Park at Camden Yards were a compass, Boog's bar- Barbecue would be the E on north, south, east, and west. And the third base coach box would be the <laughs> W. So there you go, west and east. North would be like where the uh, the statue court is, where all the right, right. Hall of Famers are. All right, so are. it points north. Yeah, there you go. So left field, left field would be a home run shot to the north. Yeah. So take that for what it is. <laughs> That, <laughs> that, sure. That, that, I, you heard it here first. Yeah, I, I think Lowell just said Davis will hit the warehouse. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can we quote that? <laughs> so Lowell Mouser, we're joined by Lowell Mouser on the Section Three Three Six Show. Lowell, what's your plans for opening day? Nice. Right. Yeah, right. right. Well, you should come up to section 336, and then you'll see us sit next door in section 334. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be up there. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that'd be awesome. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Be awesome, man. Great. <laughs> I, I like to do the uh, the podcast thing where there are no cameras. And, and, and Lowell, I know you like to do the podcast thing, too. Your voice is familiar to me because I'm, I'm a listener of the Mark and Lowell show. Um, can, can, can you tell our listeners about the Mark and Lowell show while I have you on? Yeah. Yeah, there's a guy. I'm in my right early 30s. I think you can still say that early, right? 33. Yeah, that's that still, still early. counts that as early 30s. Yeah. And it definitely, yeah, I think it hits to hits to my age group. Absolutely.
Right. Absolutely. Well, uh, Low Mouser, we appreciate you coming in on Section 336. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Hopefully no rain or very little rain. Yes. Uh, and and thanks for joining us, man. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Low. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Low. See ya. Raggedy Ann's Candy What was that? <laughs> that was, that was I had a song called The Rain, Rain, Go Away, and I pressed it, and it started being Raggedy Ann talking. It was and the only was, song that was abort, on my iPad abort, that said abort. rain. So then I aborted. Yeah, you just it, need well, Family Guy on rain. There we go. Two two guests, two guys who are working the game tomorrow. Yeah, in, well, in different capacities. One, one the, everyone cheers for, one has to go up and awkwardly ask fam questions. Yeah, and you hope you don't get one of Bert's nutty friends to just be... Weird. Right, right, right. One's got to deal with drunk guys behind his back <laughs> waving. Yeah, that's Bert's I got a, I got a few of those. <laughs> yep. Am I seeing Chris Jericho on ESPN? ESPN is live at WrestleMania. So ESPN's doing this nice bit now where they're losing so much ratings to people just checking out highlights on Twitter. Right. And now they're trying to rebrand themselves. So they're fully embracing WrestleMania. As real sports? As real sports. Hey. Yeah, I, saw, I was watching SportsCenter uh, last week and... Was it Linda McMahon? No, who's the daughter? Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon was on there as like their interview. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're totally. All right. Yeah, I think it's, Linda McMahon's like it's a toss up between who's more excited, Sports Center or Glenn Clark. Do they know it's not real? <laughs> it's still real to me. <laughs> I don't Linda know. McMahon's like in the Trump administration, right? She's in the cabinet. She's like Secretary of yeah, Defense yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Right, no, right. No. <laughs> more on a business side of things. So. Right, right. definitely. <laughs> She's Secretary of Laying the Smackdown. <laughs> That's right. Anyone gives this issue, she, she sends out The Rock and Triple H. <laughs> you know, uh, after us in a few minutes, we'll be perched at the yard. Can we get those guys in here a little bit? Oh, to do a little cross, uh, yeah, cross podcast and cross, cross pollination. Uh, pollination. Pollination. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that's how what they call it in nature. Yeah, I think it's called it, synergy in the corporate world. I think it's called breeding. Inner inner breeding is that a thing? Inner breeding. Yeah. Cross cross breeding. Um, cross breeding, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have Perch at the Yards come in here. I I think the but the news from Low Melser is pretty optimistic. Yeah, right? yeah. I think I'll go. I'll still go to opening day. You you'll still go? <laughs> I'll still go. Okay, okay. Uh, you convinced good. me. And and Matt, once the cameras came out, Matt's convinced to stay home. Yeah, there we got four hours here. All right, I was debating you it. Uh, we got Perch at the Yard is is in studio. They're gonna come in on next at a, at, a, at eleven o'clock. Right, right. So in just a few minutes, what do you guys plan on? Uh, how you guys cover an opening this is day? A teaser. For eight minutes from now. <laughs> right. Uh, we have a lot of different topics. Uh, your generic uh, potential lineup. Nice. Um, talking about the rotation. And then. Oh, we uh, already did that. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Then we have like a lot of non Orioles stuff, too. I so saw, and I, I voted. I saw there were several Twitter polls yeah, yeah. that I so participated in all the Twitter polls. Some you. I feel more strongly about than others, though. Okay. Yeah. So we can get your take on those. Yeah. And I can't figure out how Twitter polls work. <laughs> really? I think it might be my app. Don't get me started. I think I won about double or double stuff. What is double stuffed Oreos? Yes. Don't even get me started. Are you for or against? I just stuff? feel like it's less of a value because there's less Oreos yes. in the pack. Be- so you're missing out. Stuff. I'd well, rather no. have a bunch <laughs> of. <laughs> no, yes. but, but that's a game that the Orioles Oreos are screwing with all the time. Yes. Where, where the Oreo packs get smaller and smaller each time they put out a new that's one. That's true. I think it's possible because they have a cheap owner. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Connections here between the Oreos and the Oreos. All right. I, I think yeah. the Oreos are double stuffed. Yeah. There's, there's a whole podcast idea right there. I could fill an hour talking about the comparison <laughs> between the Oreos and the Oreos. Yeah. And I feel like there, there's some people who just get on here and maybe they're hired by that cheap owner just to say good things about the Oreos. That's me. It's right? Awesome. Yeah. That, your your Rakubakos, if you will. Right, right. Just pay to say good I, things I, about them. I thought the, you told me that you don't believe that, uh, that Rock is in the, the – pants of the Orioles. <laughs> yes, I do not believe he's in the pants of the Orioles. I don't believe that. Pockets. But I do believe he works for uh, Mastin, which is owned by Peter Angelos. The propaganda. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. You do the math. But here on uh, Birdland Radio, we tell you like it is. The Orioles will win 150 games. Uh, <laughs> they they may never lose. Pakoda is <laughs> Pakoda's wrong garbage. Once again. All the projections suck, but we know they're going to be awesome because they always are. Right? I wish I had your confidence. <laughs> it's called being a fan. Well, what, what's your favorite Oreo? My favorite Oreo? Yeah. I didn't know there was Chris that Davis. many to choose from. There's, there's like a billion. There's a billion of them. Yeah, I was I was, a, I was a Mike Messina guy. Is that what we would call it? Would that equate to the white Oreo kind of trait, a trader who started off as original Oreo and then went to the opposing side? Is that a, a recommend? Isn't, aren't there white Oreos? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, yeah golden. Yeah. They're called golden. Golden. Oh, I'm sorry. Up, up, up. Golden Oreos, golden Oreos. Don't want to rub anyone. You don't call chocolate Oreos black Oreos. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, plus the the, the chocolate Oreos have a white inside. They taste like chocolate. Do these taste like gold? They yeah, they do. (laughs) But they can't. If I ate pure gold, I'd imagine that's what it tastes like. like. (laughs) So good. No, I'm a fan of the peep Oreos. Is that a thing? I had a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, they were new. I like I like the key lime Oreos. I haven't tried yet. It does a yet. it does a instead of the golden it does a graham cracker crust. Uh, crust. That's a great idea. What I, about the uh, cinnamon cinnamon bun ones? Not bad. Those are really good. I literally have strawberry, only had strawberries Oreos are good or double stuff. That's all. I have, have you had birth, ever had. birthday cake? No, I told yes. you I literally have only had the two. Birthday cakes are very good. This, the this mint very much. ones are good. Too. Mint. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a Girl Scout cookie. In fact, okay, okay. And I thought it'd be like filled with like toothpaste in the middle. Yeah, I've got some peanut butter ones upstairs oh bring them out i don't know if there's enough for have, all of us now i want some oreos you brought it up I yeah. try all someone's these. heading to safeway but, <laughs> but see normally i don't get the oreos i get the cheap knockoff ones and you don't have many flavors of the cheap knockoff Twisted ones shouts. yeah you can't buy the hydrox <laughs> hydrox that's it Twisted shouts. i was trying to think of the name but they all taste the same right <laughs> No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, I'm telling you. We go this, I'm telling you, Josh. They're not goldfish. Goldfish I, all taste the I same. Oreos you, are all different. I blindfold you. I give you an Oreo and a twist and shout. You won't be able to taste the difference. We'll, we'll oh. do the test before tonight's show. It's like when I did with Bert the goat milk versus uh, cow milk test. Yeah, Remember I actually prefer goat milk. Yeah, I prefer goat milk. Who knew? I bet you would prefer Straight from the shouts. tap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's, a, it's a little warm from the tap, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't want to drink it straight from the teat. You can. It's just a little bit warm. Are you okay You'll with let me milk? next time I come to your house? I'll, I'll let you go there. You, you won't be the first guy to come to my house and drink <laughs> goat's milk straight from the teat. Really? Somebody's done that before? Yeah, someone's done that before. <laughs> like, not even from the teat to a cup to his no, mouth? No, like straight teat to mouth. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm milking the goat. He comes by and he says, hey, I want to try it. TTM. Just, yeah. Right. Squirts, right, give me a squirt. Right into the mouth. <laughs> better than like sucking on it <laughs> yeah he didn't that suck on it he didn't do like a, a baby goat and suck on it he just used his hands to, to squeeze a nice stream of warm goat milk into his mouth okay yeah that's fine yeah i once let my brother's dog drink apple pucker out of my mouth like i <laughs> i put it put it in my mouth and laid my head back 
like that, and yeah. the dog came and licked it out of oh. my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that's gross. That's, that's worse. That's, that's worse, a lot worse. A lot worse than drink out of teeth because there's no there's no uh, mouth to teeth contact. Yeah. With that, there's definitely, there's I, definitely mouth some, to mouth contact. And lots of tongue all over I the pretty, place. I pretty much tongue kissed my brother's dog. <laughs> <laughs> And, and but how, there was alcohol involved, so. Nice. But how was? And, well, there must have been alcohol like, involved. <laughs> like, 30, thirty minutes ago, yeah. we we had Trey Mancini on, on here talk, talking baseball. And now Serious we've baseball. Got, we've gone down to the, this know. route. I know. We had Trey Mancini. We had Melser breaking down weather, and now we have Bert breaking down tonguing his dog. So that's <laughs> and uh, t- teat to mouth. <laughs> t- teat to mouth. <laughs> so we come back at eight o'clock and see how much more zanier it gets. You know, eight hours yeah. from now. Yeah. Do each of these episodes get their own show name? Because Teeth the Mouth would be a great show name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tune back in at 8 p.m. for Teeth the Mouth. It will be. It will be. So uh, let's uh, let's give the studio up. All right. We'll be back, what, at uh, 8 o'clock? Yeah, we'll be back a little later. Yeah, so enjoy all these awesome Birdland radio shows. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Manning. He has a thing for mustaches. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.